0: Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group, IRA Financial Trust Company. Today I want to discuss the five things you absolutely need to know if you are looking to use retirement money to buy real estate. And these are, I think, really important uh, items that every uh, IRA investor looking to do real estate should consider, Um, hopefully uh, allow you to make the right investment and protect yourself. Um, so obviously, th- there's three main advantages of using uh, retirement money to buy real estate. And again, real estate's uh, one of the more popular alternative asset investments held in an IRA. Uh, the first reason you want to probably do so is tax deferral and tax-free growth. So if you buy a piece of property uh, for 80000 in your IRA and sell it for a million, it's all tax-free growth. Now, again, you don't get a tax deduction or any depreciation expenses, things like that, because clearly IRAs don't pay tax. And some people point to that as a negative of owning real estate in an IRA. And that's a fair point. But again, as a tax attorney, I would rather not pay tax than get deductions. Deductions don't eliminate tax. They just reduce tax. Uh, I'd rather not pay tax. So or at least defer the tax. That's my goal. That's what I think makes more sense from a tax standpoint. So that's the beauty of using a retirement account to buy real estate is you don't pay tax on the growth or the income. Number two, you get to invest in what you know and understand. A lot of people feel more comfortable buying Real estate are hard assets with their retirement account versus mutual funds and and stocks, and they just find it safer and feel more secure, less volatility, and and that's fine. And number three is people feel that it's a hard asset and it's a better source of investment diversification for their IRA since a lot of their other assets are tied into the equity markets. So that being said, there's really – let's get to the five things you absolutely need to know before buying real estate with your IRA. Number one, do your research. Real estate can be complex involves various components there's things to keep in mind like the type of real estate the marketplace the location uh, costs involved taxes improvements, expenses. You need to know a lot about real estate. It's not just deciding uh, whether you're going to buy Google or Facebook or GE. You need to know a lot about the area you're buying in, the type of property it is, the condition, uh, the quality, the roof, the, the land, the zoning. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into play. So do your research. Know what you're buying. Know where it is. Make sure you can see the asset. Do your research and make sure it's a good price and you're comfortable with it. Number two, the price does matter because uh, you 're not using personal money you 're using ira money, so you 're going to be limited in, in how much you could spend based off your value of your retirement account so if you have one hundred thousand dollars in your ira and the property is one hundred and eighty you 're going to need to get a loan if the property if you have one hundred and the property is ninety nine it could be tight because there's things you need to consider. Real estate has ongoing expenses like taxes, or repairs, and improvements. You need to have a little bit of a surplus. Some people say anywhere from five to fifteen percent. You should keep as a surplus. So if the property is a hundred thousand, you should have five to ten thousand of cash sitting in your IRA to cover. God forbid, you know, your tenant disappears, stops paying rent, or the roof goes, or you need to pay insurance or taxes or or, or whatever. You want to have a cush, cushion to um, protect yourself because the only way you can add money is you. Can Make contributions, 55 or 6500 if you're over 50, or you can roll over other retirement money, or you can get a loan if you've capped uh, all your retirement money and used it, and you you've have no surplus in your retirement account. You can borrow it from a third party, non-disqualified, like a bank, and we'll get to the loan option uh, in, in step four. Or, or item four. So then item three you need to think about is your custodian options. How are you going to buy the real estate? So there's really two ways you can buy real estate in an IRA. You can do, number one, a full-service custodian where the custodian uh, has the IRA assets. It holds the cash and it you direct the custodian to buy the property. The custodian signs the purchase agreement on behalf of you. So the title would be, for example, IRA Financial Trust Company, custodian for the benefit of the Adam Bergman IRA. Uh, And I need to go through the custodian to pay bills, pay taxes, uh, pay the contractor, the plumber. uh, All that needs to go through the custodian. Uh, Or you can do what's called checkbook control which has gotten really popular over the last 15 years or so. And basically all checkbook control is is an LLC is set up between the IRA and the asset. So the LLC is set up. It's owned 100% by the IRA, managed by the IRA owner or a third party. And the LLC's uh, account or the funds are at a local LLC bank account. So, because the IRA funds are an LLC bank account, the manager of the LLC has all the control over the assets. So, the manager, i.e., the IRA holder, can write a check or execute a wire to pay taxes or repair, pay the handyman with the check. It doesn't have to wait a day, two days, three days, four days for the custodian to process that expense request. So, a lot of people in the real estate world, if they're doing rentals or house flips or tax liens uh, or hard money lending, like the checkbook control. Whereas people that do uh, Transactions that don't require a lot of frequency uh, like raw land purchases or investment funds where there's three, five-year lock-up period, the full service works great because uh, it becomes more cost-effective. You don't need that LLC. But for people doing active real estate with, with frequent transactions, uh, the checkbook control seems to be the popular approach. Number four, you've got to understand prohibitive transaction rules. It's very important in real estate. Uh, because you're going to have uh, pretty good control over your IRA assets. You're going to be the manager in the LLC bank account. You'll have the checkbook in your pocket, so to speak. So you'll have a lot of control. So you need to make sure you understand the privative transaction rules. And they're, they're not super complicated. They basically can be divided into three categories. Number one, you can't buy life insurance. Number two, you can't buy collectibles like art. Number three, and the most, uh, the broadest and the most applicable to real estate, is you cannot do any transaction with your IRA that directly or indirectly personally involves you the ira owner or your lineal descendants your parents your children your spouse daughter-in-law son-in-law or any entities associated with such persons so for example you can't buy a house and live in it you can't take your ira and buy a house and rent it to your kids your ira cannot personally guarantee an obligation for you to get a mortgage you cannot personally guarantee an obligation of your ira to get it mortgage for your IRA. Um, Everything you need to keep yourself and your IRA separate and not just yourself, but your lineal descendants, your parents, your children, your spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, and any entity you set up or your, your parents set up. So can't just set up an LLC, have your parents own it and have the LLC own the property. The IRS will look through the LLC and see who the actual owner is. Same with trusts. So, when you're buying real estate, you've you got to sell it or rent it to a third party, a non-lineal descendant. That could be a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, friend, colleague, neighbor. Um, those are all good. It just cannot be a lineal descendant. So those are rules. You And that's why you want to work with uh, self-directed IRA experts. You want to be able to navigate these rules. Uh, make sure you don't get yourself into un, any unintended tax consequences that could create issues for you and, and penalize your IRA and, and potentially even – disqualify it and the fifth item that you should think about is is if you use leverage alone uh, you need to consider unrelated business taxable income rules so if the property is hundred thousand dollars and you only have 75 in your ira you need to come up with that 25 as well as a little bit of surplus so some people will borrow money from a non-disqualified person again remember a non-disqualified person is anyone other than a parent child spouse daughter-in-law son-in-law or you so if you're the IRA owner. You can't personally guarantee the obligation of your IRA because that's a prohibitive transaction. So you need to get a non-recourse loan. A non-recourse loan is a loan that's not personally guaranteed by you. So obviously, a non-recourse loan, the lender takes a little bit more risk. So that requires the borrower, your IRA, to put down a little bit more money, generally anywhere 30, at least 35 to 40 percent down. Um, and that's something to take into account. Now, if you are able to get a non-recourse loan, and there's a lot of great providers out there that do so, uh, and, and it's not as expensive as you think. You may pay an extra point. It's not super expensive. You just need to get that 35 or 40% down. But if you are, are going to use non-recourse loan, there's a tax called Unrelated Business Taxable Income, or UBIT UBTI, which could be triggered. And basically, the way it works is the IRS is saying, hey, if you're an IRA and you're using leverage, It looks more like a business than an investment and we're going to tax you – as, as such, and the trust income tax rates apply, and they're uh, capped at 37. percent So they're quite high. They're higher than capital gains rate, and that threshold pretty much starts at like fifteen thousand bucks. So it's a very low threshold to get that 37 percent highest tax rate. The, to give you an example of how it works, if you put down fifty thousand of cash in your IRA and borrowed fifty thousand, you have an equity to debt ratio of fifty fifty. If the net profits from the rental income, let's say, were ten thousand bucks. 50% of that, which is attributable to the debt portion, will be subject to this UBIT tax, which, again, could travel as high as 37%. So uh, some unintended consequences, and again, another reason why you want to work with tax professionals who understand how this stuff works so that they can now help you navigate the prohibited transaction rules and help you also make sure you understand the unrelated business taxable income rules. Now, how do you get around this? There's one option. It's called a Blocker C-Corp. Uh, President Trump lowered the C-Corp tax rates to 21%. So you can set up a C-Corp to own the real estate owned by your IRA, and you'll reduce the UBIT tax from 37 to 21%. So that's one option. Um, or you just may not do the investment, or you can do a loan instead of an uh, equity ownership because the loan would generate in- interest. Um, but most people want to – or not most people, but some people want to buy their real estate and own it through the IRA. And, and the only way to, to limit the UBIT if you are going to get a non-recourse loan is the C-Corp blocker. So those are the five items you absolutely need to understand before using a self-directed IRA to buy real estate. Uh, number one, do your research, make sure you know what you're buying. Number two, the price matters. Make sure you can afford what you want to buy in your IRA. Think about whether you're going to do full service IRA or checkbook control. Um, understand the private transaction rules work with experts there's great information online we have tons on our website videos i've done on private transactions you can check them out on youtube a lot of great info so there's no reason people aren't aware of this stuff and again if you're using leverage beware of unrelated business taxable income it can come out and and bite you and really turn a very profitable uh, tax advantageous investment into something uh, that just doesn't work for you um other than that, if you're, you know, IRAs are able to buy real estate, they're very popular. It's probably it's definitely the most popular asset alternative asset in, in a self directed IRA. Uh, do your research, uh, talk to people, and and make sure you're comfortable doing it because it's your retirement money, your hard earned uh, savings. So you want to make sure you're making a educated and, and wise investment. Uh, Adam Bergman IRA Financial. I uh, appreciate you listening. Um, if you have Questions, comments, you can email me at B at IRA Financial Group. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at at IRAFG, uh, LinkedIn. Love to hear from you. Uh, Any questions or if you have uh, ideas for another podcast, uh, just let me know. Thanks for listening and until next time.